Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Good morning, Jane. Good morning, Finn. We're back again. New podcast, new week. I mean, we're just looking at ourselves on uh, Zoom and going, oh gosh, we need to do something with our hair. Yeah, we both need to. We're at haircuts, haircut time. Okay, so we're back again for another podcast. And today we are talking about the interim report, research report on implementation of curriculum for Wales. Well, this is when this goes out as well. This is hopefully there's no more documentation that's come out from Welsh Government in the interim, because otherwise we'll have to do a little little extra bit on the end of this podcast today. But it's there's been so much that's come out of Welsh Government that has been... Well, it's just something else and something else and something else. And it was all in a couple of days as well, because there was a couple of things out from Essen, or there there was one thing out from Essen and and a couple of other things we hadn't noticed that had come out. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's an awful lot happening. The thing is, though, if if we've only just noticed it, um, 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 we watch and we've spent all this time looking at all the documentations coming, how on earth, you know, teaching all day in a school... You can have time to unpick all the lists, which is what we're here for. Indeed. So before we get into the actual meat of what we're talking about today, let's let's do the entree. <laughs> let's do the starter. So we haven't talked about us for a little bit. No, so we haven't. What have we been doing since, Finn? Well, since we have been up to North Wales, working with the Venerable Edward Morgan Primary Cluster, which is Catholic Cluster, which has yeah. been fabulous. They're really yeah, enjoyed great. working with them. Yeah, We have started our... Lock and uh, Learning Festival up in North, up in North Wales, up in Scotland. Indeed, which has been fantastic yeah. as well, because that's science of learning. I'm going to do a little bit of, uh, I think, a curriculum design in there. I'm not sure I have to look back at it, but this, that we've we've certainly been looking at the science of learning with them. We've also, Estin have published the reading for age 10 to 14 year olds. So we've been looking at that. We're not going to mention that one today because... Obviously, that's um, it might be a podcast in itself. We've done lots of meeting, haven't we? We have yeah. the scrutiny committee from the um, Children and Young People and Education Committee. They've they've had a session as well, which will yeah. we again yeah. we won't be into just at but, the moment. But quite interesting, we've also managed managed to find some time. I think it's because this mm. this period in May is is bank holiday, it's bank holiday season, isn't it? In May, it's free. Yeah. Um, so. We've got a little bit of quieter time, so we've managed to have some time where yeah. we've been able to talk about where we're going in the future and things that we want to strategy, strategy, yeah, with a nice little strategy day. Um, but thinking about where we're going to and what we're going to offer, yeah, uh, for schools. So you know, be interesting to watch this space mm. and see and and getting ourselves ready for for the rest of the bookings we've got this summer term. Absolutely. So today's podcast is. We, we talked a lot about this and we often find ourselves on the podcast um, talking about the latest thing that's come out from Welsh Government or from Estin or from um, a, another body. And it feels a little bit like a whinge. And it, it can... Well, it's great, though, because it does give us material to do a podcast on. Yes. <laughs> but I think the, the bottom line is if, if nobody is looking at this really closely, then we're not seeing the direction of Wales, yeah. where education yeah, yeah, yeah. in Wales is going. And that that's what we're focused on, is really pulling it apart and yeah. thinking deeply about what is being said in this, how is it being used, what does the future hold, 
so that we can really question whether what's happening is what Wales yeah. needs. Well, it, it's not just about reading the documents, is it? It no. is about having that professional discussion. Yeah. Because I know we, you know, as we always say at the start of our podcast, we always sit down and have a, a pre-podcast chat. Yes. But we've had, I think, a pre-podcast chat that's taken all week, I think, around, yeah. around some of this, because we keep going back to some of the things that, that crop up. Yeah. Going back and checking to see, is that what it really said? Yeah. Absolutely. Sure how it all fits together with the other stuff that's coming out. So we've got three, sorry, four other podcasts that you can go and listen to from our back catalogue that link to what we're talking about today. We've got episode 110, the Scottish route to curriculum for Wales. We've got episode 99, progression in curriculum for Wales, the view from the classroom, which was when we spoke to Patrick and Beth from um, Anna's Boyth, yeah. where they're looking at um, how they were developing assessment and progression and how that was going for them. We've also got episodes 89 and 91 to uh, progress towards Curriculum for Wales, where we had discussions with colleagues about Curriculum for Wales. And I think that when you talk to people who are actually in school doing this job and, and implementing Curriculum for Wales, that's where we get an opportunity to really think about, well, is this report, you know, an accurate description of, what we are seeing across Wales yeah is it what's happening on the ground isn't it with teachers in the mm. classroom day by day and I think it's interesting when we look at a little bit further on where the how this report was put together and the sample of of senior leaders they spoke mm. to is that representative mm. of what is going on in the classroom well let's get into it and I know that um Jane and I you had we had a discussion about the uh the stats involved and I know that you enjoyed that so Let's kind of set the scene. What actually um, went on? Well, they spoke to 64 senior leaders across Wales. And I, I feel like I'm missing a page here. I feel like I wrote stuff and, and, and it hasn't appeared on the, the notes that we're using here. But we wrote a blog about this um, last week. Um, or And you'll be reading this a couple of weeks later. But the first thing we did was said, well, you know, who did they actually ask? So they had 64 leaders from across Wales, but they were volunteers. So they were self-selecting. Yeah, which makes a difference to start off with, doesn't it? Well, it was actually yeah. noted in the reports and it said, you know, there's selection bias. Yeah. You know, not there is selection bias, but there is the potential for selection yeah. bias, which, you know, if you're a volunteer, you know, they were saying that if you volunteer for something, that you're more likely to be further along in the process yeah. because you're not going to volunteer. Oh, this is going awful for me. I, I've, not, I've not done anything. <laughs> oh, this is dreadful. But also they actually ruled out all of the secondary schools who chose to delay implementation yeah. of curriculum for Wales. But it didn't it didn't actually say in there, did it, how many of those schools, those 64 schools, or the 64 minus the yeah. there was the secondary ones, that were actually pioneers. So they were that much further along in the no. process. And I think they no, they didn't. And I think what was interesting is they they weren't just talking about what the schools had experienced since September they were actually talking about the preparations that they take taken before then so why they cut out the secondary schools who had decided not to implement yeah. I don't know clearly they're still preparing aren't they well absolutely yeah, yeah. the fact that they yeah. haven't I mean it was so you know you you've already got secondary schools who who've got the you know, if you look at what's happened in Scotland, you look at some of the reports that have come out in Scotland from the OECD, the Stirling University report as well, that secondaries are the ones that are struggling the most. Yeah. So that, and they've 
cut that one in half. Yeah. And I don't know why they did yeah. that. So And it's it's quite interesting that when we mentioned about schools in Scotland is that we're picking up quite a lot of work with schools in Scotland, mm. secondaries in particular, mm. around curriculum design. So it seems like it's going full circle again, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, thinking about the work that is happening in Scotland, it's still very much doing the work that we're doing down yeah, here, yeah, very yeah. much. But just looking at the sample size. So, OK, we've got a full range. You've got primary and nursery, all through schools, secondary, special schools and PRUs. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to limit our discussion around is mainstream education. We're not going to look at special schools or PRUs. Yeah. Um, so we've got primary and nursery all through and secondary. So, as I said, the secondary are only those who were ready to implement. Mm -hmm. So we're not getting the full picture there. And we had 23 senior leaders from secondary schools and we do and that that's that's with the secondaries who are implementing yeah taken out isn't it yeah and we've got around about 180 yeah. second school secondary schools in wales so that's quick i think we worked out something rough around about four percent wasn't it it was yeah. something, something something very low two percent yeah it was less than five percent i know that yeah and mm. okay and just looking at the other um side of things we've got primary and nursery we know that we've got 1,470 schools in Wales. So you take off the 180 um, secondary schools, uh, as 1,290, if my maths is correct. Okay, and you've got 29 mm. senior leaders yeah. out of 1,290. It's small, isn't it? Well, it's... it's, it's I can't, yeah. It's not representative. It's, not, it's it absolutely not None of them are, and I think it's, it's, it's a worry. And I, know, and I know this is phase one, and there is another phase coming out, a new, another set of interviews. I'm not sure if it's out. going to be the same people or if it's well, going to be a different set of people. We don't it? know. But, you know, we're thinking about the sample size is skewed. Yeah. Those who are part of that sample are skewed because yeah. they're volunteers and they've cut out the secondaries who are not yeah. implementing. You know, the distribution across Wales is also skewed because they actually had an equal distribution across the four regions. And we know that schools are not distributed well, equally. Surely I would want to know out of this, those who aren't implementing. Yes. <laughs> what? Why are not? They, yeah, where they are. Yeah. Why surely aren't that's more of a concern, isn't it? That, yeah. That's the bit I'd want to focus on. Well, it's just like when you're doing a self-evaluation of a school you look for the you know the, the issues the outliers yeah. the people who are struggling the most yeah. what are you doing for them and if if they're not even looking at the people who are struggling the most <laughs> that are asking so you know okay so there, there's a, a significant issue with the sample size mm -hmm. and the distribution of the scores and what have you but also they actually carried out the interviews between november 2022 and january 2023 so the well bearing in mind that new curriculum was only the the framework was only came into into play officially in September 2022 so we're talking about you know for some cases some schools within that of what half a term yeah so they'd only had like maybe mm -hmm. 6 to 8 weeks of actual teaching it mm -hmm. not not you know sort of preparing for it i know that the the report was both preparation and implementation that that's what yeah. the questions related to but the fact that they had so little implementation because this is about this report is all about using this information to influence policy 
you know, using this information to adapt the professional learning that is available for schools in order to make a success of curriculum for Wales. And that's its clearly stated mm. objective. So, you know, the breadth of the data that they're using is really limited. I actually did a little bit of research. I just want to tell you this because I'm so proud of myself. That they talked about if you're trying to get from qualitative data, because this is qualitative interviews, a representative sample, um, the general advice for qualitative data is very, very difficult to say, well, you've got this here, this number of, you know, this is the possible number of participants. How many just should yeah. you use? It's really difficult to tell. But they talk about something called a saturation mm. point. So you need to have a sample size that allows you to stop hearing new things. Mm. And just for the secondary sector alone, I think they failed on yeah, that part because yeah, yeah. if they're only talking to those who are ready to implement they've cut yeah, out yeah, yeah. the, 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 the difference yeah you know there is a difference there so why aren't you looking at that difference so i think that you know this is the kinds of questions that if if we were thinking about the spending of public money that i would be wanting as, as minister as education department to be asking is you know what's the value of the, what we're well, doing it's like everything in education is it there's never the time given for things to really embed and we're talking about handing this back over to teachers mm. to you know giving them the autonomy to do yeah. what they what they know their pupils actually need well let's give them the time yeah. to do that instead of coming in and checking after a couple of weeks and you know how things are going yeah. no this is a work as we said all along of decades i know we can't leave in yeah. that amount of time but it's you know how long do we need to give teachers yeah. to actually have the time to even evaluate what they've done before they're reporting back yeah. to our government to change policy yeah well okay so having said that you know just looking at the figures and figures can't lie you know the figures are what they are is that already we can see that this 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 sample shaky ground is on anything. pretty shaky ground. But mm-hmm. let's take let's let's. Well, we do yeah. want to be positive. We do want to be positive. As in the title, that you know, there yeah. are ways that we can things that we can talk about. That yeah, progress. Progress. So let's look at what they did find, and let's hear you know the things that were said. And then let's see what the um, the assumptions that yeah. were made as a uh, yeah. as a result. You know, what are they going to do as a result of what yeah. they heard? And there were six issues of consideration. I just want to say something else before we go any further, though. The the research, knowing who carried out the research and how they carried out the research, the methodology is really really important because this was carried out by social researchers who carried out the interviews. As far as we could tell, there was not a huge amount of information on that there were also three academics who were included in this one of them was Claire Sinema can't say her name properly but she's um she's been involved in um research I think she was a PhD student of Mark Priestley's at one point but she's actually from New Zealand yeah and we watched some see this is what we do we go back and we dig down all of the different holes went back and watched a couple of her videos online of her sharing research and talking about curriculum design and she does have a very ideological standpoint she's very much a kind of progressive collaborative creative you know and there's nothing wrong with that it's just that I think you need to acknowledge that researchers have bias yeah 
and they bring that bias to their work sometimes so it it would be interesting though with these these areas that they're going that have been raised for consideration mm. with the report whether or not these are going to be the focus for the next round of questions and are they going to delve a little bit deeper into these or are they going to go back to oh well there is something the in there so that would be interesting to see they've got a couple of points that they raised that they say this is what we're going to do next right. okay but so they made they highlighted six issues for consideration i mean in other words you could call them recommendations but what we're going to do is we're going to look at each of the six and we're going to talk about each of the six and we're going to try and unpick what is it that was said? What do we think the the issue is here? And what do we see as going to be, you know, what's going to come as a result of this issue? How do we expect Welsh Government to address this? So the first one that they talked about was collaboration, the need for lots and lots of collaboration and, and the fact that Lots of schools were using cluster collaboration and school collaboration and collaborate. I'm sorry, my phone is pinging like mad. I'm, I should have turned it off before I started, but sorry, apologies for the pinging in the background. I hope you can hear it. Collaboration. Schools were using it. Schools were valuing collaboration. And what the report seemed to be saying is that collaboration was seen as very valuable and that it was very important for improvement and that there should be more of it. Mm. I think I think that when you when you read a little bit deeper through this, it, it feels like that schools are um recognizing the collaboration is important, but it's very much more as a reassurance of what they're doing. Because I think from the colleagues that we've spoken to, it's very much but are we, you know, we really want to make sure we've got this right. Are we getting it right? What are other schools doing? And that's what they want to know. So it's that reassurance of what you're doing in your setting yeah is that comparable yeah with or better than that's yeah. what you want really isn't it is 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 it comparable comparable with the school down the road but also schools across the country well this is it and i think this is the difference between collaboration seen as working together to find common ground yeah. or working together to improve or working together because you're scared that you're not getting it right and you as you say um you need reassurance yeah. and it, collaboration and reassurance those two words mm. were intrinsically linked mm. all the way mm. through this report and what what the researchers didn't ask the academics who were working on this research nowhere in the report did it ask why do schools need reassurance yeah. why did they feel the need for reassurance and it's because um well, it's the culture that we're in, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the, the accountability culture, the culture that we've been in and we've been in for so long. Yeah, that is driving that. Yeah, and you know we we've got this narrative of oh well, teachers just want to get it right because you know they're high integrity individuals and they want to do the best thing for the kids. Absolutely, yeah. they absolutely they do, and that's part of it. But why is there this getting it right? Why is that even a narrative? And the getting it right is, it's ESTIN, it's GCSE results. It's, you know, formerly league tables. We don't have those anymore. But it's this, you know, people losing jobs when the school has a... It's diff- mid- middle tier coming in, making those judgments. Absolutely. Of, I mean, you know, we, we, hear, doing. we hear so often, you know, a school goes into special measures and then all of the middle leaders within that school cannot leave that school. Or, it, or they're 
moved on or retired, which yeah. I think is, a, is another issue. Yeah, the senior leaders moved yeah. on, retired. The middle leaders find it very difficult to yeah. apply for jobs outside that yeah. school because they're coming from a you know tainted yeah. background. So when we've got a situation where collaboration is seen as an end in itself, mm. you know, it's not collaboration that's going to solve the problem. You know, if you've got five schools who are all collaborating on something, but none of them have got the information that they really need. Or the expertise between them. Yeah, working you know, together is not going to help. No, it's not. But the other issue with that that goes along, and it's the, the you know, the time old time old issue that has cropped up time and time again is time. Mm. Yeah, where you know schools have got to release staff staff to do it. Yeah, is it release on an on a in a twilight in an yeah. inset day? And we don't know that working in a twilight when yeah. you've been teaching all day isn't the most it's effective. Hard. It's hard, or if you release staff during the day then yeah. what's happening to the teaching learning absolutely that's going on while the staff are being released and if you look at professional learning and there was um, a study out by um cordingly and timpley uh, and i'm thinking probably about nine ten years possibly more mm. now which talked about um they what they did is they did a literature review of um, effective professional learning and they looked at uh, where the professional learning was felt to be um good, good. yeah and they looked at the common traits between all yeah. that um and collaboration was one of yeah. them but but that's schools that were already there at that point yes and you know we're talking about that particular study you know we're not talking about necessarily causation we're talking about correlation yeah okay so professional learning that is deemed to be good often includes yeah. collaboration but it doesn't necessarily no. require collaboration and then there was the um, research that was carried out by Sims et al. Um, Harry Fletcher Wood was involved with it as well, that has appeared on the Education Endowment Foundation's um, reports, guidance reports about the mechanisms of professional learning. And actually collaboration isn't, mentions isn't, isn't mentioned in that. So, you know, I think it's really important that we are not just listening to what people say, but we're actually hearing what the real issues are. So in fact here, you know, they've spent a long time talking about collaboration when actually maybe they should have been focusing in on the need for reassurance. Yeah. Where did that come yeah. from? Why is that an issue? Okay, so that was the first issue for consideration. Right, well, the second one is around RSE or RV, whatever it's called. No, RSE, okay. Relationship and Sexual there Education. Sexuality and Education. And it's this idea about having some central RSE resources. Yeah. So the issue for consideration for Welsh Government is, should Welsh Government create these central RSE resources so that teachers are not, as they currently are, buying in commercial packages um, in order to deliver their RSE curriculum? And again, the reason that schools are doing that is because they're under enormous pressure. The pressure is coming from a slightly different um, quarter it's the high court challenge the media yeah. parents the fear of being held to account for um, well, it, developmentally inappropriate content well it comes back to reassurance again isn't it yeah. schools need reassurance that what they're doing is the right thing and because the stakes are ramped up that little bit higher yeah. because you've got legal action yes that that could be instigated because of it and i mean we know we always like when, when you've got one disgruntled parent that that mm. starts on on facebook and then it sort of snowballs you know 
to have to deal with that on top of everything else yeah. it you know is a is a huge huge worry isn't it yeah and you know when we're in a situation where you might lose your job because you haven't got the right estimate result or you know you're you might lose pupils from your school or you might um, be held up to account by parents which is a very unpleasant experience it teachers are being blamed for wanting the answers and it was really interesting actually because we we listened to um, another podcast called Our Scottish Future. And the, the episode that we listened to is How Excellent is Curriculum for Excellence. And we'll put the link in the show notes. But it was up in Scotland, there was this narrative around teachers asking for more guidance, yeah. wanting the answers. Tell us how to do this. We just want to know how to do it. Give us some guidance. But that's this. been a narrative that's come out from Wales. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right the way along, absolutely. isn't it? But what happened was, so the teachers are asking for more guidance. So the Scottish government actually provided more guidance, but that then became a problem yeah. because the guidance didn't give the answers. Yeah. And it's not teachers, you know, there's just this deja vu. Yeah, it's well, the teachers are saying, well, look, just tell us how to do it. Because, not because they don't know how to do it. You know, yeah. it, it's that they want to do it in a way that they will be held accountable for and it will be okay for them. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll be okay for pupils. Yeah. So it really is, you know, we're going back to again, it's the whole accountability issue and the central RSE resource. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with that. But we've also got the the new company that's been set up by Welsh Government as well Adnod. for re, Adnod, but resources mm. where that fits in with all this. Yeah. You know, well, is maybe it... that's a vehicle to do this. Mm. We don't know. Okay. So the next consideration for issue was was that court consortia should um, be encouraged to promote international languages at primary level because um, international languages weren't as developed as they should be <laughs> well it's no surprise with that one is there no I mean, you know <laughs> we're what november so we're probably eight weeks in and uh, we've had a global pandemic and absences massive the strikes were ongoing you know there yeah. were discussions about strikes the time that this was being held it's it's kind of like okay so yeah, we've got children <laughs> we've got some children coming back to school you know in welsh medium education that they might not have spoken yeah. welsh since they were in lockdown yeah. oracy is a problem you know it's yes of course it's in the curriculum it's mandatory yes that is the goal but i'm not surprised it's priority, that this was, isn't it? yeah it's you either try and do everything in a media, in a media way or you focus on one or two key things and do them really really well yeah and really i think it, it it's beholden on our leaders to actually make decisions that are hard to make but are the right decisions yeah, yeah. and you know just like we had to make hard decisions during a global pandemic and say no we can't continue to have open society and let this run rampant we should be making hard decisions to say yes of course yeah. we want um, primary school children to be exposed to multiple languages but we already have a bilingual agenda so we're going to focus on that, crack first. that first yeah i mean because we have seen on facebook facebook is a mine of interesting, interesting content place, isn't it? um we had um once somebody went on there and said i've been told that i need to teach spanish this year and i don't speak spanish myself anybody any yeah. ideas where i could go and it's oh, I mean, to be in that situation, wow, really difficult. Yeah, that's not really the priority, is it, from where we are? No. Okay, 
so the next consideration issue for consideration um in the next round of this report in the next set of interviews they're going to ask what slt have learned through design designing and refining their progression models because they've got one of the things that were raised was that every school is having to design their own understanding of progression what that model looks like what's what you know what progression looks like what progress through that progression model looks like how they're assessing it how they're gathering data on that um, how they are tracking that over time every school is currently doing that so there's there's massive divergence between schools some clusters are working together on it some aren't some clusters are working together and yet still having different progression models within the cluster and they're going to ask well what have slt learned and my first question would be well, why 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 are they going to ask what, what slt learned i've learned why didn't they have this discussion before the it's it's very it's very open as well isn't it and it's it's very much of you know let's discover together what we're doing yes well it's obvious that welsh government uh, don't know uh, you know that there's no you know it's not like we're all heading towards this predefined goal the goal hasn't been predefined it's like we're all just like you say we're all uncovering together what progression is Either that or Welsh government have got the answer, but they're not telling anyone. Yeah. So, so why, why didn't we find that answer before we embarked on the progress process? Well, why didn't we say, okay, so we want pupils to make progress. So, what is progress? And then let's design a curriculum that matches yeah, that. I, I think if we spoke to colleagues in Scotland and asked them that question would they be any further down the road mm-hmm. than our colleagues here in Wales? I'm not sure they would. I, education has just become yeah. so incredibly complex. You know, we, we are all discovering together. And it's the thing with discovery learning is you're going to have potentially lots of dead ends. You know, is that really well, what we... Well, you've got to have the knowledge first yeah, before you can start to think about where you go with that journey i know and i think that um we we're in a situation where you know welsh government didn't know the answer to what is progress before we had yeah. curriculum for wales and you know the reason that they didn't know the answers well because they're politicians they're not educationalists yeah. you know this is whole thing is supposed to be research informed we know that progress has been part of research so why didn't we do that before yeah. it, it just feels like Okay, let's let it doesn't feel like it is. Schools are finding the answer. We'll come up with probably a myriad of answers. There'll be no one answer that's better than another answer. So we'll end up with maybe a couple of hundred possible answers yeah. and then everyone will be um the wiser. Yeah. Okay, there we are then. So number five, and I'm gonna read this one out. This is actually quoted from the report. The Welsh Government should continue to monitor the potential implications of divergence in settings and clusters approaches to monitoring progression, particularly in considering how to monitor progress at a national level. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Mm. (laughs) I know, and it's just, I mean, the bottom line is, if everyone's doing something different, how can you compare? Yeah. But schools have been tasked to do something different. Yes. (laughs) 
that's the whole premise yes. of curriculum for Wales, isn't it? Yes. You know, so teachers will work out what to do. Let's just wait and see what they come up yeah, with. And yeah. it's it's it feels very ad hoc. It feels very, you know, nobody yeah. nobody it doesn't really feel like uh Welsh government has a clear idea of where they're no. going. But they're you know, they're saying to teachers, yes, but you should know where you're going. But what's interesting though is that when this when this report came out, there were a couple of quotes that we tweeted mm. that uh people who follow us in Scotland have retweeted yeah. or commented on and the basically the thread was oh well yeah we could see that happening we told you that was gonna happen told you and so here, and, and here we are yeah familiar refrain okay let, let's move swiftly on to number six the last one we're very, very negative thing so we need to do it up a little bit well we have to be though it is it's, negative yeah, it is it is what it is you know we've got a report of questionable value sorry my phone's going off again now questionable value from a very skewed sample yeah. size and they are definitely picking up on things that are really important yeah but head, then heading off in a it's what um, they do with that yeah that, they're heading off the in a really thing, interesting it? direction yeah, 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 with them, yeah. which, and when i say interesting that's a euphemism okay so this is the final one and i'm quoting again here Senior leaders frequently referred to a desire for reassurance that the approaches they are taking to curriculum planning, progression, and particularly <clears throat> assessment were appropriate and on the right track. While collaborative working between schools goes some way to providing reassurance, Welsh governments should consider whether there is a need for a role that provides external constructive challenge to schools, particularly around progression assessment during these early years of implementation. Well, that's not a phrase I really wanted to hear out of this, is this external constructive challenge. Because that's worked so well up until now, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Okay, and I think... But that's the root of everything that we've talked about, particularly that first point we mentioned today about going back to reassurance and accountability. Mm. So but, that's that's the root of all the problems. So let's just let's have do, more let's of that. Let's do more of it. And I think when, you went, when I went back to the report and I actually tried to dig down and find out well, where did this that external constructive challenge come from and it was it was a very similar situation to in scotland where people were saying look we don't know what to do we don't know if we're heading in the right direction we don't know if we're getting this right we're exploring and trying to be innovative but just tell us what to do just give us some guidance same thing is happening in wales that schools are saying you know we're, we're collaborating together we're trying to get a shared understanding of progression but whilst that collaboration is 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 good, until Estin come in, until yeah. our improvement advisor from consortia come in and actually look at it and tell us one way or the other whether they like it or not, and that's yeah. a discussion we have with schools so much, isn't it? That we go into a school and they say, "Oh yeah, we had Estin in and they really liked that," or or we had our improvement advisor in and they didn't like that so much. But how many, yeah, well, and that's the same school. Yeah. So yes. so, so we're talking about different, I mean, we were at school a couple of weeks ago and that yes. was exactly the conversation that we had, wasn't it? And it's, well, who are we doing this for? Are we doing it for Estin or Consortia or are we doing it for yeah. our pupils? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. You know, the the when you look at what was actually said, obviously we're not getting all of the interviews. We couldn't look at all of the the qualitative data that they have. 
But assessment was the area where quest, the most yeah. questions remain because assessment informs self-evaluation, which informs the monitoring process. Yeah. Assessment informs um, progress towards GCSE and GCSE is assessment. So it all goes back to accountability. But they're then saying more accountability, more challenge. And all that'll do is just bring more fear and mourning yeah. for reassurance. So it just becomes that, you know, catch 22, just going round and yeah. round and round in circles. So, and I'm quoting here now, there was another thing that was said. Um, These uncertainties may explain why a number of schools within the sample continue to use external assessment tools alongside the new assessment methods being developed. Now, the reason that I've highlighted that is that what they're saying is that despite some schools working really hard on these new assessment formative, you know, progress, progress, progression files and folders and things, they're still using external assessment yeah. tools like GL assessment, like Salford Reading, as if that's a bad, bad thing. thing. Yeah. But surely you want to know what's you know how pupils are progressing it's your own curriculum but you also want to keep an eye on the standardized the national picture mm. for where your school compares because Surely that makes sense you know you might have a curriculum in your school you might pupils might all be making really good progress yeah. against it and yet it's not actually what is going to be yeah. needed when they get to GCSE so yeah you you've do, got to keep an eye on where well, you go the the reason that I picked up on that was um if that is the judgment that the researchers the academics involved in this paper are making that they're saying we should be moving away from you know that's a quality if well what's the value of their knowledge yeah but also this idea of the new assessment methods well not new are we are we just developing new things to assess progress and where pupils are in the classroom i don't i don't think they're new there's nothing new about any of the assessment practices that we've been doing Asking a question, doing question. a quiz, filling in a—it's—it's it's yeah. there, isn't it? And I think this—it's these new assessment procedures, and it's the—I think they're focusing more on the on what the data is available for external, yeah, rather than when we're talking about assessment, what's going on in the classroom. I know. So, so we are in a situation where we've got social researchers and a three academics who have the potential to influence policy on an unrepresentative yeah. sample too early in the process, in the implementation process, and without possibly a deep enough understanding of what the policy yeah. of data is actually telling yeah. them, which is really very, very worrying. Yeah. I mean, this is, no, I think this is probably the most skewed approach to designing policy that I think we've ever seen. Yeah. And it's it's well, as I said, it'd be interesting to see where this goes next, whether this does shape. And if it does shape policy, are we going to see, you know, collaboration as as the foremost method yeah. of um, managing, you know, yeah. the, the curriculum design process? Because yeah. if we do, I think that will be yeah. a mistake. But also, the, the, the second phase of this will be an interesting one to watch yeah. to see whether the direction of travel does shift does change now schools have had obviously a lot longer mm. to be implementing but you know what the sample size will be of that whether there are people that are already... going to get the 
secondaries are they i think they did actually they did say that that we're going to include secondaries who they'd cut out of this one in that second one so it's about peeling those layers off isn't it and you know any whenever we're looking at data it's always that forensic you know what question does this raise okay let's go away and look at that now in a little bit more detail Absolutely. I mean, this is what you would want research to do is you want research to raise issues for consideration, but you would want to explore those issues and find the root cause of them, not just look at correlation. So, you know, at worst, this this is basically a very expensive PR project. You know, look, we've got implementation going on there. You know, the headline that you'll see on this, the headline that was in the blog on um, Hub was very much, you know, progress is being made. Everybody feels like practitioners are taking ownership, that things are going well. That's the well, headline. What was interesting, there was another tweet where we, we we mentioned that as well. And somebody did say, oh, it just feels like this is a pat on the back. And that's mm. not the no. feeling that they get when they speak to practitioners no. in the classroom. It's not the same feeling. No, absolutely. So, you know, if, asking what, if we're what running doing, whole research projects, just so Welsh Government can say, look everything's going well then i think that we need to be more accurate and call them just pr policies uh pr but i i can remember having conversations with with teachers that we've had on our some of our courses or some of our webinars or face to face and they're saying well well well, yes they've got senior leaders that might go off to this meeting that Mm. meeting the senior leaders might have an idea Mm. about what's going on but the Mm. teachers on the ground who are actually doing it that many steps away from that and they're still yeah floundering so we're in a situation where welsh government are giving the impression of listening and they've actually taken that impression through to a full research project but it doesn't seem like they're hearing anything that's being said yeah what will be interesting will be where this goes yeah and that will indicate whether they are listening or they're not yeah well yeah okay Right, in other news. Yeah, all the other stuff that's come out. This is going to be a long podcast. We're going to have a quick pause and go make a cup of tea. I know, we should have a break in the middle where we play the intermission. We should have music or something. Anyway, okay, in other news, uh, there was also um, in Estin published guidance on inset. Sorry, no, not Estin, Welsh Government. government, So Welsh Government um, published guidance on uh, on inset. And it was entitled, and I think this is really quite funny, so I just want to say, it was entitled Creating Time and Space for Professional Learning. And I would just like to say that you cannot create time. Time is immutable. It is is finite. You can't make more of it. You know, unless they've got time Maybe they've got a little machine that they can do that with. (laughs) Well, it's like quantitative easing, isn't it? They publish money, so maybe they (laughs) can publish time. You get a little token of time. You give every school a little bit more time. Yeah, so I think that's, you know, you can see where we're coming on here. here. So there was information on there, in there, on how to use your inset, um, how to use a professional learning grant, um, you know, that, that leaders should think about how their professional learning improves practice, and ensures a collective understanding of the education reforms. And I'm just going to give you a list of words that was included in this, and you can kind of take your understanding from, from these words. Collaborative, reflective, informed, evaluated, and impactful, responsive, and agile. So it's it all seems yeah. to say the right thing. But it is as if Welsh Government need to take a leaf out of Dylan Williams' book, isn't it? And, mm. you know, his his infamous quote about stopping doing some good things yeah. to do better things. Yeah. And I think that's what 
that's where we need to be is just don't think we can just create more time schools have to stop doing some things mm. to be able to do things that will have a better impact a greater impact absolutely so there's the practical side of things which jane yeah. has gone you've gone straight for and i very much went for the language side of you things because words matter yeah. what you say really really matters and i think personally i think the tone of this particular piece of guidance is really questionable. And I just picked up a couple of um, quotes. Um, uh, there's one here entitled, who should attend inset? And then there's a, a, a sentence on its own as a single paragraph. And it says, all school practitioners should attend and benefit from inset. But it, it's not even attending, is it? That word attend is a very passive yeah word isn't it it's not it's part it's been involved in in service yeah. training not sitting there in but, the old days at the back of the room where you sit you know but it, it does it does strike me as well that i i feel to a certain extent that if you're a teacher of, or if you've managed to rise to senior leadership ranks through dint of your you know your expertise as a teacher that you would have got there and not realized <laughs> that staff should benefit from inset and i know that everybody can talk about the inset that they had that was you know doing an icebreaker where you had to pretend you were a bus or something yeah. you know every everybody's experienced that but I don't genuinely think that the SLT are sitting there going, oh, well, look, we'll just do that because, you know, they'll enjoy being a bus. Yeah. They're not thinking like that. They are actually thinking, well, there's this new inset. It seems really out there, but I think it could really benefit staff. Let's let's try it. Well, and maybe it's down to the fact that senior leaders haven't got the support that they need to choose the right thing or they don't know what they're looking for or they're so overworked that they're, it's it's the last thing on their mind. It's it's it feels like there is a problem with professional learning it's not always what it should be but i don't think it's through want of trying so to turn around to someone and say well just can you just do it do yeah. it better it feels very well it's not very nice it's it's it doesn't feel like you're trusting the professionals yeah. to do the right yeah. thing or or supporting yeah. professionals. Do professionals right need to be told that that all, all people should be attending? That's that's my point. Absolutely. And there was another one there that said, and I'm quoting, the expectation is that all insert offer quality professional learning and should align with the principles of the national approach to professional learning. It, it just I don't know why, but it, well, I could I could go into details, but I'm not going to here because it'll get very um, literacy based, but it's it's this it feels like a communist diktat it feels very yeah, much you must you should yeah it all all school practitioners should attend and benefit from yeah. inset so make it happen yeah, yeah. you know it just it feels you know they recognize there is there is a prob problem with quality but just telling schools to be better and providing them with lots of guidance and then listing all of the case studies and all of the inset support that is currently available online which quite frankly the quality of is absolutely shocking and then saying well look just use this and you'll get better yeah it's just you know why have we got another page linking to all this stuff that people aren't using 
they're not using it for a reason. Yeah. It will a this obviously a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I know they went through, and it has been categorized into if you're this is your priority. Here's some resources for you to use. But you know, is are they necessarily what schools really need? Still the same old shit. Still the same. Okay, so the last thing that we're going to talk about. Um, well, it links quite nicely. Well, quite nicely into we're talking about inset. Was the the report from from Esting that came out supplementary? Yeah, it was right at the beginning of autumn term, I think, and it sort of slipped past. Yes, us. I didn't know. No, I didn't know. It was uh, Esting supplementary guidance on inspecting professional learning because mm. as part of the inspection process, mm. they will be inspecting. Well, it was funny, actually, because when we did the Estin recommendations um, analysis, yeah. we took all of the recommendations that of all of the inspections from September through to December of last year um, since implementation of Curriculum Wales and categorised them all. There were very, very few on professional learning. So, And it seems to me that through all of this, you know, the, we've got Welsh Government talking about professional learning as being the thing that's going to make the difference to implementation of curriculum for Wales. We've got um, creating time and space for professional learning is needing new guidance. And we've got here guidance for Eston's own inspectors on inspecting professional learning. And yet I, there were very few recommendations on professional learning. So are they actually doing any of this? But it's also putting professional learning back in the accountability camp. It is. And I think that, you know, if we're, if we're trying to be positive about this is it is a positive thing because it is the one thing that does that stand does make to make a, yeah. a big difference. But this is where schools have to have the confidence and the kind of the backing to say, well, look, we've done professional learning on this because this is yeah. linked with the impact on pupils and saying no okay we're not doing some of this collaboratively because actually it's much more important that individuals yeah actually develop their knowledge before they start discussing it with groups so that they can then deepen that knowledge in discussion rather than using discussion and discovery yeah as the method of learning so can i just say that at the end just before we finish up one of the trends that we're noticing and it's 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 quite upsetting, actually, um, that we're having a lot of DMs at the moment, a lot of contact from um, senior individuals, leaders, yeah. individuals, middle leaders, people throughout the education system. And it, it feels it feels like a real cry for help. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was there was one over the weekend and it was invariably it's about the accountability process and their involvement in it. And it's, you know. It. <sighs> It's upsetting to hear that people are really at the end of their tether, you know, dealing with Estin inspections and, you know, accountability from other quarters. But it's also reassurance, again, going back to that, about what they're seeing and what they're interpreting is is how others might see it. Yeah, and and that, I think, is why they're coming to us and saying, look, this happened, what do you think? It's, you know, we feel that this is... This is awful, but what do you think? And you know, we can say, well, we've spoken to so and so and so and so, and they also think that you know it, they've had issues with this. But it's the fact that it's DMs that people feel that they can't be outspoken. No, yeah, in a in a much more public forum. 
yeah you know we, we're here all the time they just have to shut have to up and that. take it yeah and it's it's really it's really sad because we know that you know in in the situations that we're hearing about it's good people yeah. who want to do the right thing for pupils who are being told you're not yeah and it's you know, you're not, and we're going to hold you to account yeah, for that. Yeah. When they're absolutely trying to do or, the right or thing. Or they could see something's not right, but they're not able to question it yeah. and, and challenge it. Yeah, so there's there's a, it's a really difficult situation in Wales at the moment. And I think that what we need is we need real listening to the problem. Listening, if they say that they're going to listen to everybody, listen, listen to yeah. everybody. Don't just listen to the people who yeah. got there already. Yeah anyway okay. so we, that was that was that was in the news that was in the that news was, that yeah. was absolutely in the news so where we're going then finn in the next week okay well we have two sessions coming up because we're actually talking about this uh, more than a week in advance um so we're, we're actually talking about you know quite yes, a way are, in yeah. the future but we've got lochem number two yeah um, back at the Lunar festival absolutely with staff, the fabulous staff and we've also got a half day inset, yeah. so we absolutely yeah. will be following Welsh Government. We guidance. also, if I have to remember, we have to do a shout out to Lauren. Oh, yeah. Uh, up in North Wales, who listens to our podcast. We were having a chat with her when we were doing the Venerable Edward Morgan cluster. Yes. So, Lauren, I hope you're listening to this one as well. We said we do do a shout out. Absolutely. If you manage to last to the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we've also we've got a half day inset with St. Woolus on assessment back there again. Aggression, yes. Which will be really interesting. Great to go back and work with the uh, the staff there. So, yeah. yeah, that's a mammoth. And reading all the other stuff that's coming out from Welsh Government in the meantime. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping there's not going to be too much more. Anyway, Double we shall breath. speak to you soon. Take care. Bye now. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. You can find us online at www.impact.wales. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Impact Wales. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales. And on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.